You're always gentle. Is that what I just heard you say? You're always gentle. Well, come over here, big man. Come over here, my man. Here, sit See, on my hand. I know. Be gentle. Be. I know. It's annoying. Pull your britches up over your crack. Gently, gentle. Oh. <laughs> I was gently. I was as gently as can be. I did a. I did a chair for you there, Felicia. You Fucking beautiful day something. in Southern California. It is a huh? gorgeous day in Holy California. Fuck. Yeah. It's like the sun's up, but you got a sweatshirt on, so it feels kind of nice. A good day just to get a, a coffee. It's Columbus Day. I didn't even know till this morning. Yeah, my kids still had to go to school. I can't fucking believe that. That's why when I found out, I'm like, wait a second. When I going to be able to do a podcast? Felicia probably wants to go to Disneyland with him. You're like, fuck no. no. That's I don't why I pay the extra Disneyland. 10. <laughs> that's why I pay the extra 10. They work their holidays. Fuck it. That's right. I don't remember. Like when I was a kid, did we have Columbus Day off when we were kids? I don't remember anything. It didn't when come I was to life until we got a little older. Like yeah. it really came to life or something like All that. All I remember from being a kid is don't tell the teacher your dad died when he didn't die. <laughs> that's what I remember from being a kid. I learned that mistake. That's the one thing that stuck with me. Like never make that mistake. Never say someone's died when they haven't. That's fucking hysterical, Felicia. I know I did. Teachers and, I know. And tutors this I morning. know. It's so weird. Like one time in the in the sixth grade, I was having a hard time. I really, really, really had a hard time in the sixth grade. Yeah, it was the pussy that that girl's little monkey that had me all confused. But social studies just fucking had me. Because, really? Yeah, because I used to sit there and go at that that age. I used to go, "What's fucking Africa got to do with me? I don't want to learn about fucking Africa. I like American history, so I failed it on purpose." And I used to have a hard time with science. I didn't like fucking science. I didn't like it at all. Math I was always good at. And here's the problem where I was really good at math, and I never tell people about this. Like, yeah, when I was a kid, my mother did the numbers. So on Saturdays, no matter, and I talked about this before, no matter what I was doing on Saturdays, like my mom said, you had two options. You could sit at home by yourself and play with your fucking toys. You come up to the Bronx and make 50 or 60 bucks. And to me, at the age of six or five, that was a lot of fun. That was G.I. Joe's. That was money that was unanswered for. That I could do whatever the fuck I wanted to in my mind. And I would usually put that money away because I was such a cheap fuck and hit my mother up for 20s during the week. And she'd go, what'd you do with the 60 from my game? You fucking Saturday. But I would have to go up to the Bronx and work in bookie rooms. And I learned how to add. Like, they would give me the individual sheets. Uh -huh. So bookmakers have a big sheet, like the one that goes to control. But when a bookie would come in, they'd have individual sheets. And I would have to add up all the numbers. That was my wow. real way into yeah. And, you know, wow. I was six, seven, eight. And they would give me $20. And I have to go to the store and figure out the change. And there was no mistakes. You couldn't. There was no fucking mistakes. I was working with adults. You follow me? So I would get the receipt. So I would save everything so I wouldn't have any problems. But when I was about five or six... When my stepdad, Juan, got out of fucking prison, he wasn't allowed into Jersey. And one thing about Juan that I've never... <laughs> his, his parole would not allow him in Jersey. We lived in 205 West 88th Street. This guy was... I've talked about him on the podcast before. And, you know, and it's always weird. Whenever I talk about him, I talk about him beating up somebody or tear gassing somebody in the face. But this was the other side of Juan. The side of Juan that grabbed me as a young man was he was very good with painting. This guy could look at a fucking picture and draw it, like draw a sketch oh, of it. Oh, really? Like he was very articulate. He played the guitar, you know, so even though he taught me how to sharpen his knife and he taught me how to, when you shoot somebody, how to get the residue off your arm with, with alcohol and a right. candle. The other things that he showed me was when I would get in trouble and I would be punished, he would either do two things. He would either make me write in Spanish, I will not torture my mom, 
you know, 50,000 fucking times in really? Spanish. Really? In Spanish. And I would go, why do I have to write it in Spanish? This is the United States. And he would go, because I want you to learn. He goes, no, 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 no. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're writing in Spanish. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're going to write in English. Don't worry about that. <laughs> like, you know, and, but he taught me how to write Spanish. So that taught me there. So here's this guy that was a fucking killer and all this shit. Uh -huh. He taught me how to write Spanish. Well, the thing that he fucking drilled in my head, and that they call him La Tabla in Spanish, is times tables. Okay. From the time he got yeah. out of fucking jail till I was 10, he would ask me every day, six times seven. Like, he would just ask me. So for two, three years, every time I got in trouble, I would have to sit down and write one times two is two, one times three is three, go all the way up to 12, backwards. And then he'd quiz me, and i have to do it backwards because it's easy uh -huh. when you know him, you know. Yeah. One times, two times, three times, but four times. But out of times. context, yeah. But out, out of, of context, order. you're fucked. But it's so weird that sometimes people, like, I do math in my head all the time, but I don't let people know. Like, people will say shit to me, and I can figure out the math, but I don't want to, I'm really good with numbers. But when I really think back to it, it was, math was taught to me by a guy that the state of New Jersey wouldn't allow in the state for, like, six <laughs> months, and he was yeah. stuck with me, and this was one of his hobbies, Felicia. But till this day, I sit there, and I'm like, wow, thank God that I had him. Yeah. To, 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 to go over these tables with me because today I would have been a fucking Momo. I really would have been lost. We were talking about kids and like tutors. And no, because I have to get to, I got to a tutor for my kids and they've been really doing great and uh, it's costing me, you know, uh, my retirement. But uh, no, it's worth it. You know, when your kids are doing good, it's a, it's a good feeling. And that's nice that you had that. I never had anyone that was on me about that kind of stuff. Was there a, a little bit more uh, effort on your part knowing that when, when the guy that's teaching you how to do math is capable of opening a can of whoop-ass? Does that motivate mm -hmm. you a little At bit harder? At that time, he <laughs> never laid a hand on me the whole, you know, he was my stepfather. He never laid a hand on me all those years, you know. But what was really funny was that he talked to me. You know, he always talked to me and he yelled at me. He would get mad like over the latter years. He couldn't explain. He couldn't understand the stupidity. Yeah. Like I sit back now and he's like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. So we went over four times eight, 18 fucking times and you can't figure out 32. And then he would do something like with apples. Uh -huh. You know how people just get like figures and shit and it just connects one day. And we were talking about how I always, uh, a friend of mine was telling me that this kid had a problem with science and math. And I was like, dog, you just got to get a tutor and drill them. It's just this thing that it finally connects with kids. And it could be at 6 or it could be at 16. I'm telling you that yeah, right yeah, now. No, yeah. With kids, it could be at 6 or it could be with 16. I signed up, like I was, we were talking about last week, taking college. You know, here I was a burglar, but I always took courses. And it came to the day that I had to switch up from fucking, you know, intro to the galaxy to, to, to math, you know, I forget what they call it, college prep math. And guys, I was fucking lost when it came to that oh, algebra geometry thing. Yeah. That algebra geometry thing, once you're out of school two or three years, that shit disappears. Yeah. It's like I make that joke about the protractor. What the fuck did ever happen to the protractor? You never used it again. But what did it, it made you analytical. It was a different part of your mind that it's working. But anyway, with kids, it's so weird. Like, I never understood economics. Like, I really wanted to do something in the stock market and learn about trades and stuff and all that and investments. But I had a fucking hard time with economics. And I told you guys that I had a tutor. This is 30 years ago. His name was Mohammed Habib. What? Mohammed Habib. Okay. And he was given to me by the University of Colorado. They had a, a program <laughs> called the CUOP uh, 
study thing. Uh-huh. And it was for minorities and kids from hard homes. What it basically was, it was the University of Colorado trying to get spicks and black people in there so they could get more funding. But it was a great program right, because right. you had to maintain a 2.0 and you had to do all these things and you'd get two free hours a week of, of uh, tutoring. And I remember signing up for this economics and I was so fucking embarrassed because I was a grown man. Number one, I was a grown man. Number two, the guy was a fucking Arab of some sorts. And I was very prejudiced at the time because of stupidity, you know. And I think I told you this before. I sat with the guy and I think after a month, Fuck, I was an economic genius. I ended up getting that as like a minor major on my thing. Like oh, I really? Yeah, like I just because it just took time and he told me when he sat down, he goes, Listen, we could stop this right now. But remember what I'm telling you. It's either gonna take a week or it could take the whole semester. But you're gonna get this. You wouldn't be here if you're not gonna get this. And it kinda made sense. And that's why with kids you have to be really patient. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some fucking kids that are just stupid out there. I'm not one to say. I had a couple of them growing up, you know what I'm saying? They're 18 in the fucking eighth grade. They're driving to school. We got a problem. You know what I'm saying? You got a beard and shit. Everyone's different. Right, but. the mother of the podcast. Everyone's different. (laughs) Everyone has their own value. But, but. (laughs) Don't hurt those kind of people. You know, there's some people that I always. Someone needs to get the shopping carts. Listen, there's some people. Someone needs to be the greeter at Walmart. You can't do much with them. And that's what I'm saying. It's all good. Please, please, you know, you know me. I'm not trying to talk to them the hardy. I'm not meaning it in a bad way. No, I, I mean, uh, thank God your kids are intelligent. They get uh, shit. I know, There's some yeah. fucking kids that just don't get shit. Those are the ones you see in America's Most Wanted on Gangland, jumping up and down. You know, those are the kids we're talking about. <laughs> and I'm not insulting nobody here. I, I was in the gang myself for a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Joey Diaz. <laughs> but it's so weird where you learn different things from. Like, and, and tutoring is so, with kids, it's just so hard. Like, you, I don't know. It's so much pressure when you're a kid sometimes. But once you get it, like I was telling you, or, organization in, uh, is the number one fucking thing when you're a kid. But you don't know nothing about organization because nobody fucking tells you about it, you know? Right. You learn it later on in life. Like, if you, but once I got left back, Felicia, was when all that shit came to, like, it took me to get fucking left back. And that's a horrible feeling. Yeah. That's a horrible feeling. That's why I'm allowed to say stupid fucking kids because I was one of those stupid fucking kids. You know, I fell in love with the pussy and I was in love and I thought Donnie and Marie were going to save me, but nobody <laughs> fucking saved me. Donnie and Marie don't save anybody. Nobody. Anyway. And they call it puppy love. That was bullshit. She moved on and I fucking sat there crying like a little fucking momo. But, you know, uh, it was weird. Once I got left back, I understood. I understood that you got to... You know, like, go over your everything they tell you in the daytime. Like, even if you don't have a test, just go home at night and rewrite what they well, said. that's the thing. That's like, the that's thing. That's the thing. Like, that's the I'm thing. sure your mother didn't have, growing up, someone who taught her how to study, just like my mother didn't. You know, like, like my mom never knew how to go about the school thing. It's just like, you go to school, and when you get home, do your homework, and I don't want to hear about it. And she was a nice woman and a good mom, you know, but... But that's that's the thing. So I recognized when my kids were struggling a little bit, and when I say they were struggling, they got B's last year. You know, a couple of A minuses. Fucking but when, B's. Yeah, that's not so bad. But uh, but you know, I think it's really important that I teach them how to study because I never was taught how to study. And you know what? I'm I'm glad I'm doing it because this is what uh, I did this weekend, and it reminds me of this. Is I went down to the Occupy LA, and I ran across this young fella. And he uh, is going to college and mastering in something, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but he gave the most eloquent 
a, a speech to me while I was holding my camera up about the whole what the whole Occupy LA is about and the enthusiasm he had and he was so remarkably intelligent and well-spoken and it, it made me think yeah if I really pour a lot of energy into my kids they're gonna be guys like this and they're gonna be able to affect change in some sense you know and uh, and then I was walking around the Occupy LA thing and then when you're talking about stupid people there was uh, some random girl there with a hula hoop there's always a random fucking girl with a hula hoop I think during the Revolutionary War there was probably a chick there with a fucking hula hoop you know what I mean <laughs> people were like tar and feathering she was on the outskirts with a fucking you know wooden hula hoop there's always got to be a person with a hula hoop that yeah, shows up just to get some time and that those are the people I can't understand I'm not saying that they're stupid or whatever it's just a world I don't understand I was at the uh, UFC this last weekend. Oh, yeah. And I went to yeah. the UFC Fan Expo. And I'm not going to... And it's just so weird. That, you know, Felicia, and you get mad at me sometimes for this. Like, I could just see people's bullshit sometimes. Like, I'm a person. I, like, I have a lot of heart. And I know when somebody else has a lot of heart. And when I see somebody, and, and, and I just don't buy it, you know. And I respect what they're doing. But I just... I know it's an act. And I know that if it was between them and a gun, they wouldn't believe that way. So I, I try to avoid those people. But... Uh, there was a guy down there and he had a huge line of people to see him and at the time my phone rang and it was somebody I grew up with and he goes what are you doing I go I'm at the UFC Fan Expo and I go right now I'm in front of this guy's booth and he's got the most people in front of him and he goes I don't get it you know and I, and I was like I don't get it either you know it's so fake I mean the whole patois that he's got is fake if you can't see it you're a fucking retard but some what kind people. of booth was it? It was just like a regular booth where you give autographs and shit. Okay, you know? so he was a UFC guy. He was just some celebrity type. Okay. But, you know, like, and, and I got off the phone with him, and later on I called him. I go, why did you say that to me? He goes, I just could see right through it. I hate, you know, we still got into the conversation. It's the same thing. You know, I don't mind when somebody has a cause in their heart and they really believe in it. It's like Ari put up a video. And he put up a video about going to the Holocaust. Okay. No, that was a very strong very video. Strong video yeah, okay? Very and, strong and, and, and video, okay? It was great because he called me. If you me. haven't seen it, you should go and I see told it him, again. I go, Ari, please go over there and tape. And he goes, well, people won't like it. I go, Ari, it gives people, people a different view yeah. of who you are. But the, 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 the whole thing of the story is that he poured his heart out about this thing. He's fucking Jewish. If you look at the first fucking comment under there, it says, well, why don't you talk about the 40,000 Chinese that died in their struggle? So I go to the fucking guy's page, and he's a white dude from Ohio. Yeah. That took fucking intro to China, and all of a sudden, <laughs> do you understand yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. the kind of shit I see. Those are the people that will bring a hula hoop. Those are the people, that, and I told you, and Felicia looks at me, she's like, You're very, there's a word that Felicia thinks I am. Those are the people you see at a party, and you're talking about your kids, and I'm talking about fucking smoking dope, and all of a sudden they'll say, What about the 40 million Chinese? And all of a sudden, all these people go, Ooh, like he gives a shit, but the guy don't even fucking give a fuck. He's just talking that shit so he could be interesting or at least sound interesting. I see through all that shit. Like, as soon as I see people start with that kind of shit, like it just, I know, I lived, I grew up in Boulder for 12 fucking years. 50% of those people there are there. For something other, but the main courses, they all get a check on Friday. That's why you got the time and the energy to think about the fucking 40 million Chinese that died in 1922 when they sat. For, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, really? Yeah. 2000. There's somebody always that has a cause that has like the wrong fucking cause for all the wrong reasons. And I see through those people right from the fucking jump when they come with their little fucking axe with the little Sinatra hat twisted. You know what I'm saying? You, uh -huh. you just see them, you know? And it's so weird that this is a kid I grew up with, and he saw the same thing years ago. 
And if I if I mention it to people, they would say, well, maybe you're being, what's the word? Not sarcastic, but cynical. Yeah. You know, and it's not being cynical. It's that you see right through that fake shit. The chick with the fucking hula hoop. Hula what hoop, made you think yeah. of that? What the fuck? I mean, Felicia, you're yeah. as sweet as fucking butter. Somebody from uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, said wrote me an email. I forget what his name is. I want to send you some love. And he said, Felicia's as sweet as ice cream. And you've seen it. So you Sometimes. mentioned it for a reason. Sometimes. Something must have made you mention it. Does that get under your skin? or? You're, you're very thing? sweet. You let people li live, and live and let live. And I won't say something. Uh -huh. I won't say something unless... It's under my well, last fucking here's nerve. the thing. There's no open mic for hula hoopers. Like maybe if you're just <laughs> maybe if you're just in the hula hooping, how else are you going to get an audience? So I mean, I it does it, it was kind of ridiculous when I saw it because she had like on a hula hoop outfit, but uh, uh, you know. And but then who am I to judge? I'm down there with my camera trying to express myself. So, um, but but I understand what you're saying. Like I hope people don't think as I made a little video of the whole Occupy LA thing. I mean, just a little four minute video. And, uh, and I've been posting some stuff on my Facebook and a little bit on Twitter, not much. But uh, I kind of felt when I went down there that why aren't more people down here? And there were a lot of people there, but it's like I'm, what really gets on my nerves is I'm really sick of everyone saying, the economy sucks, Obama sucks, Republicans suck. And then they don't go down there. They don't go down there. You know, like uh, if you're if you're I just am tired of people bitching without making a move on how to fix something. That's what gets on my nerves. And by the way, I'm totally like that, too. Or, you know, I, I have moments or you get busy in your life. But I just I, I get a little sick about that. You know what I mean? Like I've been noticing on Facebook that there's been a lot of pictures with uh, all these sayings and they're really cute pictures and and uh, and then everyone will share them and. Uh, and some of the stuff's really cool, but other stuff is like, do you really fucking believe that? But then I'm doing it, you know? So I think, it, you know, it's you have to be careful, you know, projecting other your opinions on what other people are doing. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Some people are just like, ah, oh, fuck. You're gonna, as you would say, give me an ear beating on this again, you know? I, uh, it's really weird that I love when people sit there and talk about Obama, and they talk about the system, and they talk about jobs, and they talk about all this shit. You know what, the bottom end, man, you can talk about all this shit you want to, it all starts with you. And that's what gets me fucking f pissed the fuck off. You know, it's like, oh, so all these people on TV buy American, but you drive a BMW. Okay, so just leave me the fuck, the fuck alone with yeah. that shit. Yeah. You know, and I drive a Subaru, but I, I, you don't see me fucking putting people the fuck down. You know, you don't see me people putting the fuck down. For a long time, American cars weren't that fucking good. And people had to make the money stretch to where it went. Now, we're in a fucking bind, this country. We're in a real fucking bind. We really are. We're in a, we're in a ship that, we're on a fucking runaway ship that nobody can man. Because nobody's fucking qualified. The job is too fucking big. It's too way out of the control. Well, that's the thing. And we got too that's, many fucking morons on this ship the, on the side giving their fucking opinions. That's the whole thing. So, that's the whole thing. So that all we can it. do as Americans is is do the best we fucking can. You know, little things, recycle, fucking do the best you can. But it all starts with you. I hate it when Obama got hot, uh, elected. Not because of Obama or whatever, but because I had to hear, read these things about change. Like just one man was going to change what's going on in this country. Well, here's the thing. You fucking, fucking but morons. But he did make change. He made change even if he, look, even well, if listen, all health care is just that's all right, the changes. But that, I'm he the one, did make I'm change. The, uh, but I forget I about the health care and Obama. Yeah. What I'm saying to you was, this guy ain't going to change shit. 
It starts with us, Felicia. Yeah, that's true. Fuck Obama and his Fuck Lincoln and fuck all of them. It's 2012, and there's no work out there. Half the fucking, you know, half the fucking people you see shouldn't be here. I mean, there's a million fucking issues. Forget about that. The change that we're looking for to make us survive the next 40 years starts with us, Felicia. It's not going to be with some fucking guy in a suit on a fucking pedestal telling us. It starts with us. And we don't, us as Americans don't even know where to start. But it starts with doing little fucking things in your community and it spreads the fuck out. That's what it starts with. Some guy ain't going to save us right now. It ain't going to be some guy, forget about the health care. Dog, health care is out of fucking control. Well, why should Obama stick his neck out when we won't even as individuals stick our necks out? Yeah, that's the truth. That's the fucking truth. So I don't even want to hear. It doesn't matter who's the man in the post. It doesn't matter whether that chick is running. It doesn't matter at this point. Take a look around you. Take a look around you. See the fucking stupidity around you. Really? On a Monday, you're going to close the 405 and the fucking 710 for construction? Who's making these fucking decisions? You know, there's just decisions that you sit there and you go, what the fuck is going on? All you can do is control your little world, make your little world and the people around you better. I mean, think about it. Nobody's going to change this right now. No, this is, we're just. No, everyone needs to take personal responsibility. This is, this is, this is at an all-time fucking. for sure. We could sit here and talk about all the politics, and that's what I didn't want you going into. Like, we're going to start another war. We're going to do this. I had lunch with Alex Jones the other day. Oh, yeah? My head almost blew the fuck up. Yeah? You know, because they sit there, and and the government's doing this, and the government's doing that, and the government's doing this. Well, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing to make it better? You know all this shit going in. We got this thing going on now. Oh, they're going to close the medical marijuana stores. What are you going to fucking do? What are you going to do? Obama lied to us. No, he didn't lie. It's election time. His rating is 25 fucking percent. This guy's not going to win again. Sure not. He, I don't even know who's going to fucking take his place. But it doesn't matter. It's election time. Fall for the fucking hooks. They're going to close the big stores. If you got a guy standing in front of your store, they're going to close that store. If you stay open until 10, they're going to close that store. If you advertise, they're going to close that store. That little store in Magnolia that I go to that, that nobody fucking sees the sign, that'll stay open forever. You Be- think? Yeah, because they're hidden. Ain't nobody, they don't even have yeah. a business license. They're just there until the cops close the door, which is what you do. Yeah. You don't do nothing. They're going to do. The <laughs> Russians, as long as we got Russians, we'll have weed stores, dog, because yeah. they don't give a fuck. They know yeah. the rules. Just shut the fuck up. Close at 6 give you 10 types of weed, and you'll stay open. All the big ones in Hollywood that sell the candies and the advertising and, you know, Johnny Banana, Cheech and Chong play the drums in front of the place, they'll go down fucking quick. Really? Yeah, they're going to make an example. I'm not gonna Are let they you really going to talk about closing all of them? Listen, I don't believe fucking dick, and it doesn't even matter to me because you know me. I'm going to keep smoking dope Jeez, with three why hands. why don't they just make it legal and tax it? Fuck it, you know, like... I just don't get that's just very again, frustrating again again yeah. you know I we're sitting here that girl with the hula hoop yeah go down we're and sitting protest here in front of one we're of those sitting stores. here they're cutting programs out of schools they're cutting so many fucking things for kids after school but you know what we got we got they're gonna close the weed stores let them fucking smoke and talk and nobody walks around with a fucking headache in LA and just keep taxing them I mean they've been taxing them for the two last two years so it's oh, they the, have been paying yeah yeah oh, we've yeah. been paying taxes so it's the federal government now that's saying, fuck them, we're going to shut them down, you know, but I, I don't care. I would be care. curious to know how much uh, tax uh, has uh, revenue is coming from weed stores. A lot. Yeah? A fucking you lot. Think? Yeah. Well, go to, you know, there's a I'm thousand. Gonna look that up, yeah. Denver's got the stores now, you know, I mean, it just makes sense. You're going to go fuck with these people for what? Yeah. These people need their little medication, their little weed to get them going all fucking days so they can jump up and down. Now you want to cut them off like that. It just never made sense to me, you know? Yeah, well... 
anyway, so if you guys have anything you would like to say about the weed store's possibility of closing, I hope they don't. Uh, you can give us a email. Send us one at beautyandthebeastpodcast at gmail.com. And if you do send an email on that weed stuff, I don't want no hippies with no fucking bullshit. He send me an right email that fucking matters because I'll fucking delete that I mother. I don't want to hear about Prop 84. I don't know none of this yeah, shit. Yeah. I smoke weed and I understand what it is to have a bad back. I understand what it is to have pain. I understand what it is to have cancer and the marijuana fucking helps you, you know. Me, I get high, I get the anxiety and the sleep apnea. I don't understand all the other things. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you people and tell you I'm going to wear, I'm going to go to hemp fest because that's not never going to fucking happen. I'm well, Tom here. Rhodes used to have a great joke about because, uh, you know, like I was always into legalizing marijuana until I went to a marijuana festival and I thought, here are all the reasons why they shouldn't legalize marijuana. It's, I'm sure there are lots of girls with hula hoops there. Yeah, I know. Sure, and and sure. don't bathe their armpits and all that shit. <laughs> The main fight on the card was the third fight between these two guys. And the one kid is very mild-mannered. He's a Jersey kid. His name is Frankie Edgar. And the other guy was Gray Manny, who was also very mild-mannered. They fought, they fought once in their career early on, and Gray Manny beat him. So it was the only loss that Frankie Edgar had on this thing. Once he became champion in that division, they decided to fight again. Gray Manny said, fuck it, I'm going to go take the title from him. So the, the second fight was in January. And... Gray Maynard punched him 97 times in the first round. Holy shit. Busted him up, the whole thing. I mean, this guy was, he threw, I'm sorry, he threw 97 punches in the first round. He connected with like 60 of them. 20 of them went to the fucking kid's head. Was this the one with the hematoma? No. no. This kid was walking around wobbly. Oh, There's no. not none. If you know anything about Frankie Edgar, he's a kid from Tom's River, New Jersey, which is next to Seaside. It's Brick Township. Okay, and I used to get the pleasure going down there as a kid all the fucking time. I would go down there on the weekends. <clears throat> there used to be this place, Mr. Breakfast. And one day when I was a kid, a buddy of mine, we were talking, and a buddy of mine went nuts and picked up a fucking dish with eggs and threw them on the wall and looked at the place and said, suck my dick, and it was possibly one of the funniest things I was ever a part of. To this day, whenever we talk on the phone once a week, we always, I always ask him, do you want to go to Mr. Breakfast? But one of the other things I got to see at Mr. Breakfast, I got to see a lot of fist fights for breakfast. Real drag out, Two kids, 15, 16, going at it for 20 fucking minutes on the floor, oh, really? punching each other. You know, and I made a mental note. I was like, what goes on is that these kids from up north, meaning my friends and shit, uh -huh. go down to the shore and they bully on these fucking shore kids. But these shore kids would fucking fight you to the end. I used to sit there and the, the, the kids would be bleeding and there'd be two, you know, circles and, all right, man, it's over. And all of a sudden the kid that got beat up from down the shore would come back and go, no, it ain't over. You know what? You fucked me up, but your mother sucks dick. We're doing this again. And this went on for another 20 minutes, and I always made a mental note, don't fuck around down the shore with these fucking witch, uh, these little white kids. Yeah. And the thing is that there's so many of them in the school. Like What they do is the communities aren't so big. So they take one high school for three communities. Now they make the community so, the high school so big that they have to play against bigger division group force kid, kids. They put uh -huh. you in group four, and that was Brick Township, and that's how I know. So all your life, you're playing Passaic, you know, East Orange. You're playing these huge fucking black schools. And they throw you the fuck around and beat you up. So you just get this sense of being from Tom's River. And we played them once in high school. And I remember that a buddy of mine hit one of them really hard. And he bounced off and he got knocked out. Oh, really? Like, like, I, 
Like he was like, holy fuck, like two days later. My head had a headache for two days. and we, But uh, it was so funny, I always made a mental note. And you know, and, and where I come from, it's kind of the same thing. We always had to play those schools, so we got beat up. And in my neighborhood, there was a thing. We had a teacher that used to always refer to with his heart. You got to have a lot of fucking heart. You know, he'd always drill that into you, drill that into you. And he would call people out on it. Like, you know what the problem with you is? You ain't got no fucking heart. And, and you did not want to be called out by him. So heart meant that you had to throw yourself into any situation because if it got back to him, he would fucking torment you in class. What happened Saturday night? I heard there was a fist fight and the cops came and you had no heart. I mean, it was fucking oh, real. Oh, really? So you know, this guy's name was Freddie T. I've talked to him on the bus. In fact, I still talk to him. I'll call him when I leave here. And he's like, the fucking kid's got a lot of heart. And that was his main thing. So that, that expression always stuck with me. And, and it's just this weird feeling. Like, you just got to have fucking heart. Whatever happens, you like to fucking occupy Wall Street. It's their belief. Uh -huh. If it means getting a fucking tent, they got to have heart. You got to have fucking heart. Right. When the cops come and the, the cops are coming, the ones that stay home with the hula hoop, uh -huh. now you know who ain't got heart. Right, right. You follow me? And, yeah. and heart, I categorize into a lot of things. You know, part of my anger sometimes that you, you, you look at is the thing that happened with Rogan. When he went and he said, I'm walking out of the store, and all those comics said, we're going to fucking walk out, and then never showed up. To me, you ain't got no heart. That's it. Yeah. There's no coming back after that. You ain't got no heart. Why would I want you in my realm? You don't have any fucking heart. That's heart. That's heart. You got to put your heart into it or if not, don't do something. This kid took 90, 60 fucking punches in the first round, won the second round. This is the first, the second fight I'm talking about. The third round, for a gray man that won. Anyway, the fight ended in a draw. Now, me and Terry went to see him in fight 67 against Sean Shirt. And Terry's fucking an accountant, and she's conservative. And this bitch looked at me and goes, Joey, how much do you have on your ATM card? And I go, why? She goes, we're going to bet it on Frankie Edgar. And I looked, at my, and I looked really? at my wife, and I go, why are you saying this to me? And she goes, because he's a bad motherfucker. There's something about him. And, I, and I'm like, how do you know about this? What you, you know, she's seen the heart in him. Uh -huh. This is before Sean Shirk, where all my friends in the hotel room were saying Sean Shirk's going to beat up Frankie Edgar. And I just knew it, the way he fights. You know, he's just a fucking little gorilla. He, he's very uh, humble. And me and my wife went and put like 300 on him, and we won. Like, ended up 600. We had a dinner. We had a great time. Awesome. You know, but it was, and, 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 I, and I was like, you know about heart, don't you? So then when you see this fucking draw January 11th, you're like, I mean, he came back in the second round. He actually picked the kid up after his face was battered. Fucking body slammed him. Felicia, you're in the audience just going, this is Rocky. This is what yeah, this country is yeah. about. It's heart. Rocky had heart. When you see Rocky too, and, and the, the black guy says to Apollo Creed, he goes, come here for a second. Look what he's doing. And he goes, I ain't got time for that. And he looks at him and he goes, you know what, bro? You don't want this guy in your life. This guy's got fucking heart. And he's like, oh, he's a southpaw. That heart thing, I, I've always believed, the, the Biffle, Buffalo Bills this year got heart. They don't give a fuck. They're stealing balls out of people's hands. Yeah. That's heart. So Saturday night we go there. The, the main fight I want to see, and I, and I gave it out on Twitter, and I gave it out on, I gave out that parlay, but my main fight was Frankie Edgar because I knew he was not going to lose. I just know the mentality of those people. Those people will not go home. Another time I was down the shore and I seen a fist fight when two kids got drunk, and the next day I heard that the kid that lost from down the shore went with his father in a van to the hotel where the kid was staying, got him out of bed and said, I don't want any problems. I just need to fight you again. I need to know I was in the game. And they uh, drove really? to a fucking Kmart parking lot. This kid was telling me a story. He goes, they fought. And he goes, I opened up his lip again. 
And his, this time the blood was going, and he looked at me and he goes, listen, let's fight to one more song. Ted Nugent came up. Oh, right. Goes, let's fight to Ted Nugent. <laughs> and they fought to Ted Nugent, they shook hands, they drove each other to the, and I always remembered that. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God, this let's kid, fight for one more one song. One more song, just one. <laughs> Meanwhile, the kid's tooth is hanging, his oh lip is hanging. Oh my God. So I always made these mental notes, so I fucking, I, I just knew if this kid's gonna improve, you know, he's and he went in there, Felicia, and what do you think happened the first round? Great man that comes out and throws a beating on Frankie Edgar of amazing proportions. Busted nose, blood all over his face, eyeball poked, uh, the fucking inside of the eye was already blood. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. punched that he didn't know what he yeah. was doing. He kept holding on to his leg. Great man that kept hitting him. He fucking held down, pulled out the round, and knocked him out in the fourth round. Listen, and this is, he did it in Houston, Texas, which that motherfucking city got hotjacked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This place erupted, Felicia. Like my balls, like, went up into my really? stomach. Like, I was in the ground level walking up to go to the bathroom because I knew the fifth round was going to be great. He didn't even go into the fifth round. He just started boxing this kid and punching the fuck out of him. When he took that belt, you could see his face. He was fucking beat up. I mean, this kid, when I, you know, when somebody pokes you in the eye, you know. Oh, so the kid won? He won? He won. A, this time he won. It wasn't a draw. Yeah, this kid's yeah. from Jersey. And I was sitting next to Dan Cormier, who's a wrestler, who's, who's fighting for the next show t- uh, Showtime Grand Prix. And I remember we both looked at each other, and, and we walked out of the arena together. And we were like, that was fucking amazing. And he goes, you know, bro. He goes, I used to coach this other kid from fucking Jersey, and they got that fucking quality. They just... And I go, what was the kid's name? He goes, Stevie Mako. And I, I knew his dad. His dad was the mayor of my town and shit, his uncle. But it's so weird that the guy's seen that quality also. And that quality, I love that quality in human beings, no matter what you do. Yeah. Even if you lose, there's people who have heart and lose. And that's why I told oh, Dan Cormier. Yeah, I go, yeah. Dan Cormier, I got to tell you something. Where for, you know how sometimes, like me, Douglas, and I was coming to society, you, there ain't no second place. That's the society I came from. There ain't no second place. I'm not as competitive in my mind anymore because I know I'll rot my fucking asshole out. I get too into it. But I know in my mind there's no second place. All that shit they say, oh, we'll get him next time. That's bullshit. You know, and Gray Maiden knows and everybody knows it. That, that And where he comes from, like Dan said, he goes, there's no, it's okay, you lost. If you lose, you might as well come home dead. Like that's the only way yeah. you're not going to hear it. Yeah, yeah. you got to come home fucking yeah. dead, you know. And that goes back to my mother's law. Don't never come home hit. You got to have heart. You got to have heart. And you know what? It reminds me of today. I was looking at the Huffington Post because that's what I do every day to try to write a joke in some fucking fashion. And I saw a video where uh, uh, Geraldo Rivera went down to Occupy LA. Speaking of heart. No, Occupy Wall Street. Speaking of heart. And everyone surrounds him and they start chanting, Fox News lies, Fox News lies, Fox News lies. And it was shot from somebody who had a shitty little camera way down low and looking through the legs of everyone screaming at this and Geraldo Rivera's like wiping his brow. And and it was so like, wow, that is a moment where the chickens have come home to roost. Like, can you imagine that a fucking crowd is around you saying what you do as a journalist is a fucking lie? It was really, really... Uh, powerful and interesting. I'll put it up on my Twitter. And that Facebook. guy, Ronald Rivera, has been around for a long time. He's, been He's gotten for beatings. Ever. He was the king in New York City when I was growing up. And I give him crap. I mean, he fucked it up with Al Capone's safe. You know, <laughs> I took him a couple of years to come back I know from that he's, one. He's made some big blunders. Yeah, he made some blunders. He's made some blunders. But you know what, dog? <laughs> Just like us, he's still fucking there.
me and Felicia Michaels are a fan of fucking comedy. And we're a fan of comics with a lot of heart. And we see it. And we're a fan of underdogs because that's what the fuck we are. And we've had conversations about Margaret Cho, Cho before, right? And we had a conversation. You worked with her in Atlanta, had a great weekend. I did the storyteller show with her. But this Saturday night, I was really high. I ate a pot cookie at the USC, and I went back to my room, and her special was on her logo. Oh, yeah? And she was talking about, you know me, I love I love to laugh, Felicia. Right. I love it. I love to uh. cry and laugh. I love it. I love when a comedian makes me laugh that I believe in. Like when other people are like, oh, they're old. And this motherfucker is just throwing heat at you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he, she was talking about flying, that she flies every week. And then she sits in the window seat. And what is it with people that, that, that no, she sits in an aisle seat because she doesn't like a window seat because when you get up, you got to walk out and the people never want to get up. There's always people that don't want to get up. Right, they right. suck their tummy in. They right, look, yeah. And they look the other way and they're like, go ahead. And all of a sudden, <laughs> as she gets close to them, they go, put your ass in my face. <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, but when you see her fucking do it, Felicia, and it was true because the other day I flew and I'm like, why wouldn't this guy get up if he knew what my ass smelled like? He would fucking move. But sure enough, I just walked by there with like a half a fart still. Oh, (laughs) You're like when you fart and one half comes down, the other one gets half the top end of your cheek. Or, I'm sorry or like you have a little up. side pocket just, up there somewhere. I just, and it just know me and Felicia both I fans of underdogs. And I... No, I, you know, that's the thing that really struck me about this Geraldo Rivera uh, video is that here's a guy who w- was around for fucking 40 ever, fucking years. Blew the lid blew. off of mental health issues in New York City as a cub reporter or whatever. And then, and then, I mean, tremendous career. Then the whole debacle with the show and the chair in the face. And when these guys were yelling Fox News lies, you could see... In his face, like fuck, this is where what it's come to, Geraldo. He knew it. This is what it's come to. You you know when someone is having that moment. You know that's why it's really hard for me to watch when people embarrass themselves on TV. Like uh, one time, Kim Basinger came out on the Oscars and she had some drinks. I feel embarrassed. You know why? Because I do that shit all the time. And you know when someone is all like fuck, you know. But I give Geraldo credit just for going down there. Yeah. Just for going yeah, down. Yeah. He knew he was going to face the Lions, and he wanted to give his story. And I got yeah. nothing wrong against that. The guy went down there like fucking, what's his name, in Gladiator. He got to do what he got to do. Yeah, he went down there yeah. like Bruce Lee in the Chinese Connection. He knew he might come back or he might not come well, back. Well, what do you think is scarier as a reporter if you were to be a part of Arab Spring where everyone's pissed and they're just going to give you a beatdown? Or if you're in front of people who are calm and uh, tend to be pacifists who have gotten to a point where they're screaming at you, uh, Fox News lies. I mean, that's, that is... That's a, that was a pretty horrific video, and I put it on my Facebook. Anyway, I was very uh, struck by that. I was also very struck by the fact that I read the other day that Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen have a $39,000 alligator purse, Joey, That they and it's, and it's sold out, $39,000, and it's sold out. That makes me so fucking angry. You know what the average woman makes in America? At 35000 a year, and they're selling a fucking backpack, 39000 out of alligator skin. And it, it sold out. And it sold out. That fucking. You just, mad at them? I, you what know am I what? Do? What are you going to do? I am kind of mad at them. I just think it's such a. Uh, I think it's ridiculous. I think I'm it's. I'm mad at the people that bought it to support yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like someone told me a young girl bought Aaron Spelling's mansion, like the 20 room mansion that's some young heiress. And it's just like, what the fuck, man? I thought the whole point of guys like that making a mansion like that was then to turn it into something for the public when you die. You know what I mean? Put a fucking museum up there. Beauty and the Beast coming at you, Felicia Michaels. Joey motherfucking Diaz. Sexy motherfucking Felicia Michaels. 
straight from the gym. The monkey still got a little fucking seat smell mm, to it. You know what I'm saying? Forget about it. I would smell it. it myself if I could bend over that Forget far. Forget about it. Anyway, we're here with Quits. Another beautiful day in Southern California. A couple months ago, I don't know what the fuck the discussion was about. We were talking about the Kardashians. Yes. And I was talking about them in a negative way. Although, like, I watched the show. And I watched the show because it intrigues me. I get very intrigued by things sometimes. I want to know what the fuck is the big deal. I want to know why she trends number one every day. I want to know what the fuck is going on. You know, as a performer, whatever the hell we do, we're always, sometimes you're curious. I mean, me, I like to look at the bottom fucking line. She's number one every day. You know what I'm saying? Brad Pitt could suck my dick. You follow me? She's up there every day. One, three. I don't click to see what the fuck she does, but I see it. So about a year ago, we had, oh, I don't know, when the fuck, we had the discussion about, you know, the example that she set by doing the porn tape. It was something to that effect. Right. And uh, it was funny. And your fear of a big black cop. Right. And it was weird how last night or the night before, I caught myself watching the wedding. Oh, you did? You know, and I'm watching the wedding, and I'm watching the wedding, and I'm watching this fucking bullshit ball of whatever the fuck it was, but I'm watching the mother. And I'm watching the chubby sister, and I'm watching the retarded sister, the, the cute one, the one I like to just spank and hit her in the face you with my dick like four her. times. Yes. Yeah, the little one, because yeah, she complains the all the time. Yeah. And that's all she needs is a big dick, but that's not the conversation at hand. The conversation at hand is what the fuck did she do that somebody gave her, I don't know the numbers, Felicia, but two or three mil for the wedding. Somebody else gave her three mil to do this. I mean, she ended up in that wedding, you know, making fucking $10 million. And I'm sitting there watching this uh, Sunday night, and I didn't want to say nothing because I wanted to watch it the second night. And I watched <laughs> it the second night last night. In fact, last night I taped it. My wife thought I was fucking crazy. Because she was in the computer room, and she's like, what are you watching? I'm like, I just got to see this. I got to see what this is about. It all started when I was a kid with Saturday Night Live. I never understood why in the middle of us smoking a joint, you got to fucking go home to watch a TV show. Yeah. Like that always. And in those days, there weren't VCRs. There wasn't DVR. So you either watched it or you fucking missed it. Oh, but it's amazing how people went home. And I went home and I'm like, what the fuck am I missing here? And then, you know, TV shows over the years, they come and go. And these momos get attached. But the Kardashians have been kicking ass now, steady, for a fucking while. So I'm watching this last night. I'm thinking to myself, I also watched an episode the other day in the daytime in between football. She was... The episode where Prince brought her on stage and she couldn't dance. So oh, right. I saw her, that episode. He yeah. her off the yeah. stage and she went for dance lessons. Uh-huh. And it's the, this is the thing about people that's always just killed me. So you sucked a dick on tape, but you get embarrassed at dance class. I can completely understand You follow that. me? Yeah. I it's so weird. It. The, the, yeah. the, the, the dimension is one to the other. But the weird thing about it is that I got to tell you something about Kim Kardashian and that show. She has the recipe for a reality show. She really puts herself out there. Like, I was switching back and forth. I didn't watch the whole fucking wedding. <clears throat> but I was watching, like, uh, when she was telling them she was keeping her name. Because mm-hmm. she's a business, you know? She's like, I don't give a fuck, you know, whatever. My business is my fucking name, bitch. And he was like, well, I think we should decide... It was like a real fucked up argument. I wouldn't even get into it. See, now, I didn't watch it, but really she said yeah. that? And oh, it's yeah, and so, she's so very good at what she does. And I understand it. I under-fucking-stand it. Like, when I'm watching this wedding last night, I'm thinking to myself, you know what, here I am in Glenwood Springs, Colorado, 
I'm 24. My boyfriend drives a fucking truck. His big thing is to watch the UFC. He makes 12 bucks an hour. I'm sitting at this fucking Conoco. You know what I'm saying? I'm even uh-huh. taking you back even deeper. I'm, oh, I'm, shit, a Conoco. I'm sitting at a fucking Conoco selling gas to people. Right. I'm 24. I'm fucking attractive. You know, why can't that be my life? I understood the fairy tale for the first time in 48 years. The Kardashians broke it down to me. I understood the value. I understood why people buy the magazines. It all came to me last night. She opened up on fucking, you know, and, and like she can't dance. And she's a horrible public speaker. But you know what, man? She fucking does that show just right. And the sisters fall into place. It's like all the stars align. It's reality fucking uh-huh. gold. That's yeah. what it is. This is what people had been working for for years. The Osbournes kind of got in, but they didn't. Uh, These motherfuckers got it. And they're going to stay around for another two years. They ain't going nowhere because she's a fucking wackadoo. Not even Lindsay Lohan shoplifting can make the fucking headlines. This bitch makes by fucking going to Beverly Hills to buy skin cream. Right. You know, it just really, it really amazes me the loyalty of people. Like, to me and you, we live here, so we see this shit all the time. We go to get coffee and there's cameras on the corner. Right. That's what people understand. We go yeah, to get, yeah. we go to get fucking, uh, can, you know, to get coffee here in this can. Excuse me, sir. Can you go around this way? We're shooting a movie, you know. No, in my neighborhood, they shoot all, around all the fucking here, time, all the, all the time. Like, really, dude? I can't fucking park in front of my house no, today. Yeah, like, yeah, you get yeah, a little bit like yeah. that. You're like, really, Whoopi Goldberg? You have more than twelve items in that line. You yeah, know what you I know, mean? It's get the fuck fucking out. crazy. Betty White. The the green light was not green. You should not be crossing. I might have to run you over. You get that way around LA, right? No, it's very yeah. weird. So we see it, but I can imagine the people in Kentucky who don't really see that. And it's amazing how it all came to fruition. Uh, early in the podcast, we were talking about kids, how some of them don't get math. You know, it come, they get it somewhere between 6 and 16. You know what I'm saying? They get mm-hmm. it. They're going to get it. Trust me. They're going to get 4 times 3 is 12 real fucking fast. We just don't know when. I finally got the Kardashians last night. And, like, it blew my mind to the effect that I had to come and talk to you about it tonight. Wow. Because I don't know what the conversation was last time. I know it was something negative on my part. But... I understood the value they see for some people. Maybe they just create a dream. You know, and again, I think back when I was a kid that I listened to Black Sabbath. That was the only real thing that was keeping me alive then. Because I felt so shitty about my life. I always mm-hmm. thought Black Sabbath has the answer. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll fucking bite the fucking bat's head off or something. I don't know, but I'm just... Well, I, uh, I watch the show. I'm not like religious. I didn't see the wedding, but I do watch it when they do it in reruns back to back. Right, on a Sunday, yeah, you're in a, a hotel Sunday, room. Yeah, fuck it, I'll you're watch in a hotel it. room in Austin. You got three orders. hours to quit. No, you know, and there was no football a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I was in Milwaukee and I watched a few episodes and, you know, it was like, these motherfuckers got a niche. But you know what I like? What I think, look, it is all the fairy tale that everyone likes, but what I like about it is it really shows the relationships between siblings and parents. I mean, yeah, on a grandiose level. Like, I was just at the gym, and they have, like, the TVs on top, and it's always CNN and ESPN, and then there's always, like, a, the housewives or whatever. I've never actually never seen, seen it. Never seen it. I've never seen an episode. But uh, I was sitting there doing my little uh, elliptical machine, and they had uh, the uh, scrolling of the letters going across, you know, saying what everyone is saying. And, and, and it was just a fight. And, like, I know from popular, uh, you know, what goes on that that's all they do is just kind of fight. That's a joke everyone makes. But it's just like, what is the purpose of those kind of shows, like those housewife shows? It just shows 
all these women having poor behavior. And what I like about the Kardashians is, yeah, it shows like a little bit of poor behavior, but it also shows the reality of like, look, my family sucks and they get on my nerves, but at least they're family, you know what I mean? At least they stick together in a sense. And that's what I like about the family. Like I spoke last time about when Rob was having a difficulty about his father. Look, it is fucking bullshit. It all is silliness, but that part of it I liked and like all how his sisters came up and were trying to be supportive of him and how he got the tattoo of his dad and I mean I like it I like the I love Bruce Jenner he might be my favorite character on the show because he's odd man out and because he had this glorious past and now he's just the guy they kind of make fun of and you know what I mean like everyone's dad who had a glorious past I mean I really like the relationship of everyone in in the show and I didn't know that she managed him you didn't the know mother, that. No, didn't I didn't know, know till I, one of the episodes when uh, fucking Thurston Howell the third, the one that's married to the one that's hot, came home and he told the little girls he wanted to manage them. Thurston Howell the third. Oh, that one. That fucking jerk off. <laughs> that guy. I don't get why. She's I don't with that get guy. that. She at should all. be with you, Joey. Oh, I don't know. I don't want that. That little one complains too much. That's all. That's she a is hard. a little complain. She you, does get on my. She oh, on my she's nerves, like yeah. I watched the one when he was going to Vegas and she drove him to the airport and. The people come out of the plane with champagne bottles and shit. Yeah. And she's like cracked. She won't say goodbye. And Look, if, you're, I, if you yeah. let your man wear a dickie and an ascot during the day, yeah, yeah. let a brother drink at night. Let a brother drink at night. He's got to get enough If you grief. can tolerate the dickie and the ascot, you need to shut the fuck up. That's all I want to say. And, but in local fucking news, because I posted something, and so did Felicia Michaels this morning, because we have to discuss this. They're talking about closing the medical marijuana stores. And not uh, helping it is when you fucking give old people brownies and they end up in the emergency room. Oh, yeah. On a funeral in At Huntington a fucking funeral. Beach, someone gave... Oh, they were passing out... Did you read the whole article? They no, were, I just seen it on the, the news last night. The person that had died was really into uh, pot brownies. And at the funeral, they passed around brownies, and some older people just ate them, not realizing there was marijuana in them. And then they had to rush some of them to the hospital, and that was just a... You know, after they started complaining about uh, what a great the, fucking an, idea. annoying other mourners about where their car keys were. What a great idea That's to a just long take. Way for a you take a brownie joke. and chop it into fours and give them out of little events like that. Yeah. Because you don't want to fuck the old people up. You just want to put a little pep in their fucking step. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you just want them to look around and go, wow, it's a beautiful day to be old alive. Old people are strictly yeah. one hitters. <laughs> you know, one hitters. You can't torture an old person with a full fucking brownie. That's cold blooded. That and I could see them. And I could see these old people biting what? into those brownies, eating coffee. Because old people are cheap. They always take something to go the sugar, the bread, the oh, fucking. That's true. So these old people took brownies to go. The first one hit them like Molly. They went back and said, damn, these brownies are good. They started drinking that coffee, eating that brownie at the nursing home. They went fucking bananas. Yeah. They heard Pink Floyd without the CD player. These people got rushed. And I could just imagine the feeling because I know there's times I eat an edible and I forget about it. And God damn, for about 20 minutes, I'm thinking of driving myself to the emergency room. I swear to God, I'm like, my oh, blood sugar flow. That's why I can't do it. My that. eyeballs are on fire. I can't, so I can't imagine somebody who's 65 and never gotten high before. But I'll tell you what, all three of those old people sitting there right now Shit, you know, like touching their face, going, huh? Yeah, it right? was bad, but how bad was it? Yeah. You know, I just wasn't prepared for it. Get that bitch back on the phone. I want to get my think about it. A lot of those people just, if you're not prepared for medical marijuana, eating it, it's a fucking shock to your system. It oh, really is, like anything good. else. Yeah, Even anything good. else is a shock to your system if you don't know it's in your system. But once they put two and two together, I don't care how old they were. You ever see that commercial of the old guy sitting there? And he's ninety. And he turns the candle around, he turns it into 60. 
that's the dude that ate the brownie today. <laughs> that well, motherfucker said, what, 90? I just ate a pot brownie, lived, and went to the hospital. Well, and you know they banged that whole brownie. You know oh, they did. Oh, you they, have no idea. Geez, yeah. Listen, I ate a half a cookie at the UFC last Saturday, and at one point my fucking eyeballs were on fire. I couldn't even talk. And I remember looking up to see how far I had to walk to get a soda. <laughs> and all I thought, thought about was Bill Hicks saying, you know, smoking pot doesn't make you lazy. It just makes you realize that what you're going to do ain't really fucking worth it. Right. And I looked at that and I was like, I ain't that thirsty. And I just sat there. But do you enjoy that feeling in the midst of the marijuana possession when it's possessed you and uh, you are its uh, foot soldier? I really, really do. I'm not enjoying the parts of the day anymore being high. Like there's parts of the day now that I'm just getting too worn out. Because I really appreciate the morning. That first blast in the morning to me is my fucking world. That's the flowers in my life. When I wake up, I see the cats, I see my wife. We talked about this shit, but that first fucking bong hit or that first hit or whatever is mind-boggling. Mixed with a little coffee, with a little Facebook. It really fucking is. I, I can't really describe it to people. And the people who do it know what the fuck I'm talking. I don't care what you do for a living. You could be a fucking surgeon. These guys get it together by the time they go in and start stitching you up. Listen, I'd rather have a surgeon that did a bong hit at five than some uptight fucking asshole that's worried about his bills or he's got surgery at 1130. A guy that did a bong hit at five in the morning, he's balanced. It's like going to yoga. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want my surgeon Fuck to do you. a bong hit. I don't want Joey. 20 bong hits. I don't want them to do no, 20 bong no, hits no. and listen to Master Reality by Black Sabbath. That's a complete different situation. I'm talking one bong hit to go just to get that leg moving. Uh, you know how it is. <laughs> just to get that leg moving. You know what I'm so, saying? Joey. At 6 o'clock. Think about it. How many times when you used to smoke, you'd get up at 6 or 7 and take up. You'd be a little cloudy about your day. You knew you had to meet somebody at 3. You knew you had to meet somebody at 1. But once you hit that first wang of that number, it all came into focus. You even figured out in your mind how, what road you're going to take, where you're going to stop and get a cookie, a soda, a hot dog. You figure it all comes to tune. This guy's sitting there going, wow, what do I got? I got Felicia Michaels' pussy at 8, and I got Joey Diaz's fucking throat at 11.30. Ooh, just another day in paradise. But also when he hits that fucking bong hit, and he's like, it's just not Felicia. That's super pussy. It's going to be a good day. I'm going to go yeah, do whatever I do. but then they'll lose something inside of you. Nah, you so what? So you never had a spoon in your yeah, pussy or well, something? I don't want to wake up and have night. a Mercedes key stuck nah, in my so pussy. What? You know, At least how forgot, many people you know? do you think could go on television and say, hey, bitch, I got a fucking Mercedes. As a matter of fact, the other night I was watching a TV show, like one of those late night. Again, when you're in a hotel room and you're on the road. Yeah, you do watch some You watch some shit. shit. Yeah. So I put something on. I think it was true TV of a lady who kept eating stuff. Oh, did you people, see that? I didn't see that, but there's people that eat weird shit. This bitch ate like a, I don't even know what she ate originally, and they made her drink the, the ink. Uh -huh. And the guy goes to give her the ink, and he goes, listen, this stuff tastes terrible. The bitch took it and downed it like it was a milkshake. He's like, oh, my God. And then on the way to the emergency room, they figured out she had like a shoe or a, shoe. a, a fucking <laughs> flashlight or whatever the fuck she had in her stomach. But then on the way out of the emergency room, she looked around and somebody left a battery on the fucking table. She just took the battery and swallowed it. Halloween is the most, is the most innocent, you know, like I, I was walking like the other day in Ralph's or something. Halloween is like the most innocent place on earth. Like, you know, it's like the most innocent, not place, but the most innocent, like, Holiday, you mean holiday, like for kids, yeah, festival, like Christmas. Yeah. There's too much Festive pressure. Day, yeah. You're stressing, you know. For Christmas, you just put a for Halloween. You just put a towel around your neck. 
and you can be a superhero. But it's just so weird. And every time I think of Halloween, like I know next week you're gonna send me Joey. What was your most memorable Halloween? And it was the times when we did the creepiest shit. Like the creepiest shit. It was what drove me. Like till this day, I was watching the George Harrison oh, documentary, documentary on HBO. Did you watch yeah, it? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. But the one guy said that we were just trying to be adults. There's some scene that he talks about. And he goes, you know, the best thing about life is that you walk around pretending to be an adult. You know, like uh-huh. you see me. And I was like, holy shit, that hits home. Because it was, I'm such a fucking kid, you know. And I was talking to somebody about Halloween. They go, what's your memory? And I go, you know what? I remember taking a shit in a bag, you know. And you... <laughs> You took a shit in a bag. You take a shit in a bag, or you take. I didn't think I. T- I don't think I took the shit in a bag. You, you you get a brown bag from the store, and you walk around. In those days, people were allowed for dog shit when there was minimal amount of dogs, and you could scoop up a piece of dog shit, put it in like a wrap it like in a sandwich, uh-huh. or like a wrap like in a sandwich, yes. and you put lighter fluid, light right. it on fire, and ring somebody's doorbell. And they come out and they step on it and they look around like you motherfuckers. But it's so weird when you tell somebody you do that how they look at you and they're like it's so juvenile until you do it and I remember doing it like three or four times how hysterical it is to see somebody come out of that house (laughs) (laughs) waiting for the fucking pizza man and they look down there's a fire on their porch and we put like different bags of shit like we figured out that one wasn't enough you put like 10 out there really and we light like 10 little pieces of shit on fire with and you know people come out and they try to step but it's amazing how people react to fire me I would have came out and chased the kids these are little fires they're gonna blow out it's a bag once the bag blows out the fire is over with but it's so weird how uh you know, people would chase us and we'd laugh and giggle. And to this day, when I even thinking about it, I giggle because it was so much fun to me to see people come out and then you go back the next day and they're scraping. <laughs> they're scraping their balconies and they have that mean look on their face like, tonight I'm going to catch these fuckers. So the next night we would do something else to them, like burn their bushes on fire. This one on, you know, and we're from Jersey, but that, that whole, uh, it's Halloween, but what's the night before Halloween? We spoke about it once about uh, a year ago. It's uh, called Satan's Night, and and it's really originated in Detroit. Oh, in Detroit, where it they, really yeah, gets yeah. bad, and, and mm-hmm. they and they showed it in the Crow. And I had heard stories about it growing up with us in Jersey. It was like a week long of fucking Satan's Night. We would just fuck with people. Really? But oh, you know, I don't even remember what we would do. You know, like break their windows or whatever. You know, like just and God forbid you didn't give candy in my neighborhood. Like if you didn't give candy, you didn't give quarters and shit. Like if you gave pennies, you were doomed. Yeah. You would do them. We've hinted out to get like like little block parties. Yeah, people better give fucking no apples this year. We'll fuck you up. No apples. Well, you were mini gangsters. Yeah, we were mini gangsters. <laughs> but I think that there's something that I think about, Felicia. I don't know the first time I tell you, there's something I think about almost every Halloween that's going on that school trip down to uh, whatever Brigantine, New Jersey to Dracula's castle and us fucking walking in and we were like innocent kids you know we had broken windows and we had stolen sneakers from Biddy Basketball but the, we were good kids for the most part but we mm. thought we were tough guys you know we right. were like no, we, we, sure could, you were we could guys. fucking fight if we had to and all of a sudden sure these fucking you know we had our little costumes and shit like little gangster costumes but all of a sudden our bus pulled up and like Passaic pulled up like this black school pulled up and they came out with the gangster walk. They were all like 12, and they were little gangsters. And there was no beef between us because we had flavor. But as we're going in, we're talking. Like, they we're talking about weed or whatever it was. Like, maybe getting a six-pack of beer between 20 of us or something. All of a sudden, Dracula, this one guy who was dressed, bumps out and bumps this black kid like a 12-year-old. 
And I remember him going like, what the fuck, motherfucker? And the guy's like, hey, hey, it's an amusement park. And the guy's like, fuck that, bitch. And all of a sudden, these three little black gangsters just started beating, <laughs> beating Dracula. <laughs> they just started beating Dracula up. And these are like 12-year-olds. And I think you have a 12-year-old. Uh -huh. So think of a 12-year-old punching you. It's not hard. But when you have three 12-year-old oh, punching no, you, yeah. it's hard. And they're going for hell. They don't even know what they're doing. Yeah, right. They just, fuck you, motherfucker, fuck you. And the guy's like, stop, stop. But these guys weren't stopping. They were going to kill this poor guy. And they kept going, scare us, bitch. We're from Passaic and shit. And they're beating on the guy. Finally, the guy goes down and they're dragging him. I'm going to forget the guy had like a Dracula wig and it was... <laughs> It was half off. They ripped his outfit. And I remember that my head almost fucking exploded. Like, there's nothing worse in the world to think that you're good at something or that you're bad to the bone and then see somebody else, like, beat the fuck out of track. Let me ask you this question. What were you doing at the time when your friend was getting beat down? My friend wasn't Dracula. Oh, it wasn't your friend? No! Oh. Dracula was a guy that, hey, we all make choices in life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Did you know that guy at all? No. Oh, this, yeah. is a, this is like the brigantine like two hours from yeah. my house. And the city of North Bergen in those days would take a bunch of kids down to, you know, like little trips. And uh -huh. they happened to take us because we were friends with the cop across the street. So they took all of us. And like like I said, we were listening to like Peter Frampton. We had gone to a liquor store once or twice. We thought we were bad. Yeah, yeah. But all of a sudden, these black kids, not only were they bad, but they beat the fuck out of Like, we went home on the bus like, wow, how do we fucking get to be that bad? Like, what are we going to do now? That trumps everything, beating yeah. up Dracula at a yeah. fucking haunted house. Wow. But every time I think about it, I don't think of pumpkins. Like, my wife's like, what do you do? You want to get some pumpkins for Halloween? I'm like, listen. I just want to get a punching bag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> every, time I think of, every time I think of Dracula getting beat up, I, I'm like, that could have been me. That could be one of us at our age going to haunt kids. Well, I had, uh, I was, uh, last year went to a party, and for some reason I got stuck handing out candy at the door. And I started getting a little angry about hanging, handing out candy. Because you can totally see how people, as little kids in outfits, what kind of person they're going to grow up to be. Like, bitch, you already stopped by and got three big candy bars. I'm not giving and you fucking anything. And they're working like it's yeah. an insurance yeah, medication. Yeah. Oh. They send up a, you know, well, my six-month-old wants a Twix bar, too. Fuck you, 14-year-old with your baby. Fuck you. Well, bring him over here. Let him walk over here and yeah. shit. Anyway. Very funny, Felicia. Very funny podcast. I had a very nice time with you today. Well, as always, I enjoy your company, October Mr. Diaz. Shit already, you know I know. I can't piece. believe October. how fast things are Couple going. more weeks for Halloween. I know. Shit's crack a lacking. I know. Bitches, we'll be back next week with another fun-filled podcast. If you want to email us, drop it, Felicia. Uh, you may email us at beautyandthebeastpodcast at gmail.com. I am going to be performing all around L.A. next week. Anything you got shaking, Mr. Diaz? I'll be at the Ice House. I'm going to be at Flappers. I'm going to be at the Improv. I'm going to be at... I'm just going to... I got nothing. You know what I'm saying? Why you got to fucking make me look bad and embarrass me? Let's go down to the haha and harass some of those open micers. The main thing is... torture them. The main thing is, people, have you noticed... We don't even thank sponsors no more because we ain't got none. Not because we had no opportunities. So if you know anybody wants to sponsor us, throw a couple digits at us every week. We'll mention your name. We'll jump up and down here. We'll all have a good time. You understand me? Yeah, that'd be nice. So if you want to inquire, send us an email. We got things going on. You might want to be a part of. Send us an email. We got some good emails last week, and that's it, guys. For I love those you, of motherfuckers. you, by the way, for those of you who haven't seen uh, the animation, would you go to beautyandthebeast.com, and it's right on the front page. We would love for you to hit on that so that people know that we're kind of popular. Stay black, people. Have a great week. Mm.
Sarah Vance.